This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Archaeologists have found an ancient comb containing possibly the oldest known sentence in the Canaanite alphabet... Um. It's a language that spawned modern language systems such as Arabic and also Hebrew. Now, this sentence says a lot, and I'll get to that in just a second. But apparently our ancestors had cooties, too. (laughs) The sentence is dated to 1700 B.C., telling people to comb their hair and beards to get rid of lice. Oh, no. Oh, it's a little bitty comb. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. I had one of those once. Uh, they come in your red package? Whenever I was playing baseball and we had all the helmets that you would share, yeah. and all of us had to get those little uh, shampoos in the sink. Yeah. Oh, the whole little, team. The whole comb that would go and get all the nits out. And, you're, you're, you know, you're trying to figure out who's the kid that gave me lice and mm. used that, you know, baseball helmet. Little did you know it was the clean kid. Because <laughs> that's what apparently... Yeah. That they're the ones who actually get lice. Well, we've never had lice at the house. Now, my brother had it and had to do disinfect the whole house and, you know, get the fumes out and stuff. Yeah, well, I don't think we've had lice in our house yet either. So this is what the, ten- the sentence said. We're dirty. Okay. <laughs> Does your head start itching as we talk about this? But the uh, sentence translates to, May the tusk root out the lice of the hair in the beard. So that's what the full sentence is. May this tusk... Root out the lice of the hair and the beard. In the beard. No. Well, it says and the, the beard. beard. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Of the hair and the beard. Maybe they didn't uh, fully translate Or it. maybe they meant the hair on your head yeah, and, and the beard. beard. Oh, yeah, okay, gotcha. Uh, okay. But archaeologists said they have found microscopic evidence also of head lice on a comb. What kind of technology do we have that can discover this head lice that was on a comb from 1700 B.C. How bad was that lice to still be having little remnants on that comb? Well, they did find it in some of that blue liquid that you see at the hairdresser's place. (laughs) (laughs) That Kool-Aid. I I made that up. They didn't find it in that. But, uh, you know, we can't even get the uh, drive-through speaker to work when you're going through a (laughs) drive-through. But yet they can have this, you know, detect this head lice on the comb from 1700 B.C. I'm just thinking of Jurassic Park and how they're going to start making those lice again. They're like, oh, look, let's make some more of those lice. Uh, yeah. And then we'll have super freaking dinosaur <laughs> lice that are in our yeah. hair. And we'll be like, this lice is way worse. How'd this get here? Yeah. It's making me itchy. And well, they'll be like, oh, it was from a wet market. <laughs> 
And you're like, you scientists did this. Yeah. Well, the uh, archaeologists said this discovery is very important, and it shows us that people didn't really change all that much, and lice didn't really change as well. See, they're going to make some to try to prove that to us, and it's going to be wrong. Mm -hmm. The old lice probably had poison in them, and they've got big teeth, and they're going to, we're going to end up with lice that look like ticks. And they're going to infest us. Okay, yeah. can we stop? I know. We're going to make a movie. You know, as I was reading this, I was thinking about the combs I have at my house, and they could probably be as old as this one from 1700 B.C. <laughs> Do you have old combs? You just, if you rummage through your drawers in your bathroom. No. I yeah. feel dumber for having this conversation. <laughs> what? I feel dumber for being in yeah, this conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, because, but sometimes you see the combs and it's got white stuff in it from your jail yeah. and stuff. Or maybe I've got lies. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been at someone's house and you have to borrow their brush and you look at it and oh, you're like, yeah. uh, I yeah. think I'll keep the tangles. I don't, I don't have a brush or a comb. I never brush or comb my hair. We, we've been noticing well, yeah. that. <laughs> it's out of control now. I got a haircut Wednesday. Well, how do you live like that? I don't uh-huh. need it. I have a hair dryer and I blow the hair the way I want it. And then I have wax that I put in it to try to hold it down. Yeah. Don't look. Mm. I ran out of wax too. Don't, <laughs> don't look this morning. I'll get all that next week. Mm. But yeah. uh, I don't. I think I have one comb that came in this little... A friend of mine worked for Delta Airlines, and they mm. give them little packs that has like an eye mask, chapstick, pens, papers, comb. I think wow. a comb is in there. You know what's so weird is like you find out new things about your coworkers. <laughs> and you're like, is that weird, though? Yeah, well, I mean. To you who combs your hair, and you know that one combs his yeah, with a fork. Yeah, Tom, he does comb his with a fork. Yeah. Yeah. a brush you know, at home. Many years from now, they're going to find lice on this fork. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world did they do? I don't have then? lice. You don't. You <laughs> have a lot of jail, though. I will say that I think it's funny how you know people quit using combs and brushes as some sort of rebellion against their parents at some point. Because the comb and the brush were like a major step forward when they invented them. Mm-hmm. And then some teenagers are like, I ain't using a comb and a brush. Mom and dad use comb and a brush. I'm going to show them. I'm just going to leave my hair all wild. Well, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have, you know, my hair's fine hair. Yeah, you got fine so, hair. Yeah, it doesn't tangle. Right. Uh, but yeah, for some women, I mean, they have to use it to untangle their hair. Mm-hmm. And your mom's a hairdresser. I, does, I don't need She's a She's like, comb. he went so There's far no away. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, he's son, a black sheep. Yeah, you don't have a comb, son. <laughs> I don't need it. Yeah. Don't act like I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, mm. we won't act like it. Mm. Well, anyway, I thought this was a big <laughs> discovery to find out there was lice back in 1700 B.C. Well, that's not surprising. Maybe. I think the surprising thing is they had a treatment for it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know who it belonged to. <laughs> who had lice back then? Yeah, was it Cleopatra? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, you know, some of those other folks you hear in the Bible? Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I'm mm-hmm. Judas. It was Judas. You think so? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. All right, let's talk about something that we argue over all the time. Oh, God, where to go eat? <laughs> uh, politics. Money. Can money really buy you happiness? Yes. I believe it can too, Cato. Hawk, uh, you don't seem so sure. I don't. I see the billionaires that say they're miserable and it can be a problem. Yeah, well, there's no question a billionaire yeah. can be just as miserable as one of us. I think but you, that's a, a choice. I think it can give you happiness for a certain amount of time, possibly. Uh, I think it can also make uh, life a little bit easier for you, but not true joy. I think you have a different type of unhappiness once you have the money. It, 
offers a lot of freedom and mm-hmm. flexibility. Yeah. But then there are some things that are going to come along with that that's probably going to cause some unhappiness, but I'm willing to take that chance. <laughs> Kato, how much money do you think it takes to make someone happy? I don't know. It's a lot less than you might probably, imagine. Probably a million. A lot less than you might really? imagine. They gave people $10,000 to spend. Oh, I'd like that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, won 250 bucks on a scratch off. I was happy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that did it last long? Well, no, I spent it all in the, gr- in the convenience store. The 10K <laughs> actually gave people lasting happiness. Really? Because they didn't have enough cash to give me the 250, so I went and bought $250 worth of stuff. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I filled up my car, beer. So, okay. So I probably did it right there. Yeah, I was happy. How does it give them lasting happiness for just $10,000? I'm glad you asked. Yes. Researchers <laughs> gave 200 random people a one-time payment of $10,000 and told them they had to spend it within three months. They recorded how the people felt on a monthly basis, and they found that they reported being happier and more satisfied with their lives than another group that didn't get the money and was asked to report on their happiness every month. Okay. Now, that may not seem surprising, but the good vibes continued months after the money had been all spent. People even reported being happier than they were when the experiment first started. Now, not everyone was affected. There was a very important factor, and that was how much their income was to begin with. People who made over $125,000 didn't get as big a boost from the ten grand because they probably already had that kind of money sitting around, and it wasn't as big of a life changer for them. But for the other people, think about it. You get the money. You're told you have to spend it, so you can't just sock it away. You're probably buying things that give you happiness for a long time. Maybe a new car and you had a crappy car. Maybe you're not waking up to go to work every day and wondering if your car will start or not. Maybe you bought a four-wheeler or a a wave runner and you're out having fun on the weekends. Maybe you spend it on something that gives you more lasting happiness. Mm, Yeah. It's interesting to know that just ten grand can make a lot of people happy for at least six to eight months. Well, that's awesome because if I ever won the lottery, I'd just give all my friends ten thousand dollars <laughs> yeah, instead of the million that you promised yeah. them. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, we've got a yeah. deal that I would come you, back hey, to. You, there's research here. Ten thousand is going to make you happy. I want the millions. <laughs> that I was yeah. yeah. Um, but keep that well, in mind. If I win, uh, oh no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, it's always you know, it makes you happy when you find a twenty dollar bill in your you know coat pocket from last year when you haven't worn that coat all year, and you're like, yeah, you're excited for a little bit. Now, what's yeah. going to be interesting is they also recorded what these people bought. And what led to happiness, but they haven't done all the calculations on that. So that's going to be coming soon. We'll get to find out what purchases made those people the happiest. I'm putting my money on things like vehicles, you know, the the cars and or the, the fun recreational vehicles. What else do you think okay. might la- brought lasting You say happiness? a car, but I'm like, that's $10,000. You, you might buy a new used car. Well, yeah, that, but these are but, people, some of these people yeah. are in poor countries, too. It was a mixture. We're talking about Brazil, Indonesia, okay. America, right. Canada, Australia, all of them. Yeah. Were they allowed to pay off some of their bills that they already had? I don't know the answer to that. It said that they were had to spend it. It doesn't say here how they had to spend it. Okay, you don't. You, let's say we we play a game. You get ten thousand dollars right now. Mm-hmm. You got to spend it. You cannot pay off bills. What okay. do you buy? Ten grand. I get yeah. some computers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, probably 
maybe some TV slash uh, entertainment things. Okay. I'd finally be able to buy everything on my Amazon wish list. There you go. That'd be fun. <laughs> just every bit of it. Just yes. put it all in the basket, all 200 things right there. The shoes, the yeah. shirts, everything. Uh-huh. And you'd be getting packages for the next, you know, two days. <laughs> Which would keep the happiness going. That's true. Oh, for two yeah. days. Yeah. That's well, whenever Prime would hurt you. I know. It would all true. be over in these giant shipments. Can you take this back and bring it back next week? You're going to yeah. be like, uh, I need to get a one of those uh, storage container things. <laughs> I'd subscribe to Beef Jerky of the Month Club. <laughs> I, it makes you happy. You have to spend <laughs> all 30,000 or but, all 10,000, I mean. But it lasts all year long. But that's not that's not all your money. Okay. okay. You're going to have to also subscribe to, like, the Rice of the Month Club. Yeah, and the, the Coffee can- of the Month. Cantaloupe of the Month Club. Right. Yeah. Cheese Park's of the Month. going to have an amazing variety of foods coming to us. <laughs> Every month. Every yeah. month. M&M of the Month Club. Different M&Ms. I hope it's more than one M&M. <laughs> I do, too. The green ones. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, it's the party season. Getting ready for a lot of Christmas parties, and you're going to be uh, trying to find your man, ladies. I can help you out this morning. It's wow. I'm trying to find <laughs> out if, uh, is that the most condescending thing you said today, or is there something else? Did that sound bad to you, Tori? I'm used to it. That doesn't change the question. How does it sound bad? Because you're like, oh, I'm going to try to help you poor ladies find a man. I didn't say poor. Like, like oh, they're, they need a man to be a happy person. I didn't person. say that at all. Like, they got to have a man to exist. You're assuming a lot of stuff, and you're putting words in my mouth. I have mm. female friends, and they're looking for a man, Hawk. Okay. <laughs> I have some little tricks. If you're going to be at a party, and they can help you out. And, of course, uh, you know, the guys, they read a lot of things. Like, they will... Uh, Notice certain aspects of what you're drinking, uh, the people that are around you and stuff like that. Obviously, eye contact, we always hear things like that. These are some non-traditional things to look for. For example, stand to the right of the entrance. 90% of people always go right when they enter a room. So you stand to the right of the door and you have first dibs on every guy that cruises by. They're going to mistake you for coat check. <laughs> like, here, uh, here, take my coat, please. Yeah, you, well, you don't want to block the entrance either. You don't want to say, hey, okay, okay. Excuse me. You, know, you, 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 you can go ahead. You're kind of, <laughs> I'm not into you, so, okay, next. It's like Red Rover for dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they say stand about 10 feet away to allow room for that person or that guy to get through the door. So that's one thing you can do. So stand to the right. Now, they also have another thing. They say stand in the back of the room. How because can you both? You can't. You just got to pick one or the other. Traditionally, kings, judges, and people of power have always occupied the back of the room. So if you sit down there, they'll create the sense of authority, and the guys will push their way to say, hey, who's this in the back of the room sitting with authority on this couch? That makes me very powerful at church. <laughs> I always sit in the back. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they subconsciously, you know, travel back there to see who that is in the back. Uh, and if there's a throne, you might want to sit there as well. <laughs> Not in the bathroom, though. And then they say, like, uh, claim your steak in the kitchen area or anywhere there is food because a guy's going to always go to the food. Well, where I else are you going to find your steak? I always claim my steak. Medium rare. Thank you. There you go. Hmm. But uh, anyway, you stand beside uh, where the peanuts or the hors d'oeuvres or the appetizers are because he's going to make his way there eventually. Don't get in the way of anybody else trying to get food. Okay. Just block them. It's kind of like yeah. the door thing, I guess, right? Yeah. 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 
Okay, and they say you can say something so cheesy that it makes him laugh. That's always a, a good um, way to, you know, break the ice. Uh, also, befriend his friend. If he has a friend there and you can't get to him, befriend his friend and then move on <laughs> when he comes back into the conversation. I would be like, oh, she likes my friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like that's kind of using him. Yeah. I'm not even worried about that, although that is mean. But uh, I think he would be like, oh, my friend's already talking to her. Yeah. Okay, all right. And uh, feed his ego, obviously. And they say you can ask where the bathroom is. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know what to say at all, like, hey, do you know where the bathroom is? <laughs> Pee so bad. Where's the bathroom? I really got the trots. <laughs> Excuse me. I had some eggnog and I am lactose intolerant. Where's the bathroom? And do you have a magazine? <laughs> and a candle. <laughs> Gross. There you go. I'm glad I could help this morning, ladies. <laughs> Are you sure? No, little ladies. <laughs> Doesn't sound like they're going to get dates this, this holiday season. <laughs> this is season. a great article. I thought that, that, you know, you stand at least standing to the right of the doorway, that's got to be helpful because all people go, or 90% of people go right when they enter a party. So I go see right for the bar. You know what? <laughs> that's another good way, I guess. <laughs> It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, a lot of people are going to be traveling here, and I want to share a couple travel stories with you and talk to you about the different seats on the plane. All right. Uh, and I know we had a story not long ago about a person who would not give up their extra room seat that had more foot space in it mm -hmm. to someone who wanted to move to be close to their kids. And we kind of agreed that that person had paid extra for that seat and they had the right to stay there. Okay. And certainly you do have a right to stay in your seat at any time. But I want to talk about some people who I think take that too far. Right. First, let me share with you the worst seat on the plane. Uh, a, woman from Ange a woman named Angelina online uh, posted that she was on a flight from Bangkok to London, which is a long flight, uh, 13 hours just to be specific. Okay. And just as the plane was beginning to take off, uh, she noticed the man next to her had taken out his doggy bag and started throwing up into oh. the doggy bag. As disgusting as it was, she did not want to embarrass him. Uh, he was throwing up into the doggy bag and not on her, but she was not able to get up out of her seats and move because they were literally taking off and oh, they yeah. had to leave their seatbelts on. Mm -hmm. She said, a couple of seconds later, he throws up again in the doggy bag, and I was looking straight ahead, acting like it was not happening, even though it was inches away from me. He threw up another time, and the girlfriend finally leans over and taps my shoulder and says, can we have your paper doggy bag? We need another one. Mm, gosh. I frantically start looking in my seat, like, yes, of course, but I can't find it. I'm freaking out because the guy is throwing up still. Finally, a girl from the aisle across notices what's happening and quickly hands me her doggy bag. I turn over to give this guy who's throwing up the doggy bag, and I notice his paper bag is full to the brim. Oh, this is gross. It's disgusting. If he throws up another time, it will literally overthrow. And at this point, I am holding the paper bag so they can put the other paper bag down and then use this one. But that one's starting to break up. <laughs> so me and the girl are holding the ends of his paper bag so the guy can put the other one down, and the bottom broke open. Okay. Yeah. It 
gushed out all over onto his lap and also, unfortunately, all over me and my stuff that was oh. under the seat. Okay, I want to apologize to everybody at the drive through fast food drive throughs right now. Yeah, okay. everyone's, everyone's <laughs> leaving right now. It's a diet plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The plane is still taking off. And we could not get up. The flight attendants would not let us get up. So we had to sit there for the next 10 minutes. A uh, lot of people commented on this. And some people said, I don't, I'm a rule follower, but I still think there was zero chance I would have stayed in that seat once the vomiting commenced. Well, when that plane's flying, they're going, you know, I think that's huh? when it's taken off. Yeah? Yeah, you said that's that's when it happened. So. And they said, I'm a rule follower, but yeah. there's zero chance I would have stayed in that seat once the vomiting commenced. But, I mean, the, uh, all the friction and stuff, you're going like you stand up, you're going to be... Sliding going, to the back. Yeah, sliding to the back. This is not a Top Gun jet. This is a commercial airliner. I don't think they take off with that much force. I would have tuck and rolled right okay. to the back. Unbuckled, know, right? gotten, and just rolled yeah. to the back. Army Ugh, crawl. Yeah, well, there's... Oh. Someone else said, I think she should be entitled to financial compensation and at least a few months of therapy. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's normal. They have the bags there for a reason. Yeah. It's like you got on a, with a friend on a weekend and they get too crazy and oh, he's wow. behind a trash dumpster. You're holding his hair back. Yeah, but that's your friend. This is a stranger. You don't know what kind of germs they have, diseases, and whatever they are else. And up, filling up three but, bags. But that's yeah. the risk you take when you get yeah. on an airplane. I mean, it's like the lottery. It's like, did you sit beside somebody that, you know, is not weird or like not sick? Yes. I don't like, understand. If you, if, if, Random. If, yeah, <laughs> if, if someone sits beside you and they don't do that stuff, you've hit the lottery. <laughs> well, not really the lottery. Yeah, because I'm like, I've never bought lottery and had anyone throw up on me. Well, that's what I'm saying is random. It's, it's, I mean, it's. How many times have you sat next to someone who threw up on you in the flight? Hardly none. Never? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hardly none? Hardly, Hardly none. none. Yeah. So that's kind of seen, I've seen people the opposite up. of the lottery then, because it's like you almost never have that happen to you. So if it does, you've actually had an unusual I'm experience. I'm just exaggerating. Going, I'm, I'm very thankful when someone doesn't get sick beside me in the airplane and doesn't overflow into my seat. That's also thankful for that. Why do they always use the paper bags for uh, doggy bags? That why seems don't they like, have them lined with something? Uh, thank you. It needs to be lined with like a trash bag. Because it's yeah, going to disintegrate. Yeah, or a little plastic inside liner like they do on popcorn bags. Yeah. I mean, a used Orville Redenbacher's would have been better. <laughs> Something to keep it from getting all over you. It's just not, yeah. And Kato, your situation, when you're out with your friend in a dumpster, that's not the same as being trapped on an airplane inches away from a stranger who has just dumped a two-liter bottle of vomit on you. That's gross. Okay. In an airplane well, where it's like... Course. But the they smell can't help is going to yeah. be super oh, strong. Oh, I can't. We can't talk about the smell. I'll get sick. Okay. Think I about the smell. I will not mention oh the smell. Oh, my gosh. So did this Karen get any money from them? She wasn't a Karen. <laughs> she didn't ask for any money. That was a comment from one of the like, people who read this story. Oh. This, I mean, you really sometimes share stories that... Yeah, it's not it's like, necessary. I, yeah. I'm like, we didn't need that right during breakfast and... I thought it was interesting. Thank you, George. (laughs) She's just like him. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, and it opened me up to something I never had thought of before, because unlike Hawk, who considers it a lottery if someone doesn't throw up on him, (laughs) I kind of think it's the other way around. I don't expect anyone to throw up on me, and I would freak out if that happened. Because you're in the floor laying down sleeping. Of course you would freak out. Frankly, frankly, what I meant by that now as I think about it is like there's so many weirdos on the plane. Like there's the one that... uh, does talk to you the whole time because they're and, drunk. Uh, well, it could be, could be the person that is, you know, making out with their 
wife sitting right next to you. We were drunk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then the person that throws up on you, I'm like, there's so many variables there of people that you don't want to sit by. When you finally get one seat yeah. where no one bothers you, you have a nice, pleasant airplane ride, which is rare, you kind of hit the lottery. Yeah. And it's funny you bring this up. Just yesterday, I was scrolling through social media, and a friend of mine recently posted herself on a flight saying she actually passed out. Oh, no. Had all this medical team, I guess, people were on the flight. Yeah. It, the picture of her's got that mask that drops down. Uh-huh. It's got the mask on her face. Yeah. She goes, it's so embarrassing to, to, to pass out on a plane. But I will say, if someone was throwing up on the plane like that, I would hope those masks would drop down so you could put it over your face and not smell it. Oh, <laughs> true. Yeah, uh, that'd be different if it, was, smell again. <laughs> if it was coming out the other end. Then I'd have issues with it, but yeah. it's just... It's just throw up. Hawk just considers it a part of the lottery. But you got me scared because I'm flying right after Christmas. Exactly. Thank you very much. I was much. trying to warn you something you should prepare for. I'm going to buy all the seats on my row. Better I hope was, you win the lottery. I'm going to buy plastic <laughs> pants. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 